Good morning, people of St. Louis and surrounding metropolitan area. It's the Hancock and Kelly Show, and we are going straight to the guest line to be joined by our own Brad Young, who's with Harris Dahl, Fisher, and Young. Bradley, thanks for joining us this morning. Mr. Kelly, it's great to talk to you, and it's great that you now get my law firm's name right. It's only taken you like six years. <laughs> yeah, it's only and taken it's me six years. Yeah, well, it's I'm, impressive. Exactly. And uh, now, Brent, now he's now I've got to get him to say Quill Warrento. Yeah. So let's uh, do some education here. The Attorney General, you said yesterday, he will bring a Quo Warrento <laughs> against um, Kim Gardner. What is a Quo Warrento? Warrento. A, a Quo Warrento is is a is a Latin term for removing or the person must prove that they're fit for office. And under the Missouri statutes, uh, under Section 106, it outlines the procedures by which the Attorney General of Missouri can remove any elected official from office. Now, obviously, this isn't something that's done very often. Uh, this isn't a, a procedure that has to be done with any frequency. So it's not like anyone's an expert on this because it hasn't been done in an extremely long time. But under this statute, uh, the attorney general has to prove, uh, and the burden is on the attorney general, to prove that, uh, in this instance, Kim Gardner has failed to, uh, to execute the duties of her office. Now, one thing that's interesting here, uh, Mr. Kelly, is that it's not just about this one incidence. It's not just about what happened last weekend. In fact, it, I already have a copy of the Quo Warranto uh, petition that was filed yesterday. And it outlines problems with her office going back to 2017. So, uh, so just so folks know, it's not just about what happened this past weekend, yeah. but it's a totality of her ineptitude in office. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so uh, the Quo Warrento would be brought in the circuit that she is currently there, or would this be under the jurisdiction of the Missouri Supreme Court? Well, technically, it's under the everything's under the Missouri Supreme Court at, at some level. But this has to be brought in the circuit court in the city of St. Louis initially. Now, as you heard at the top of the hour, all of the judges in this case, or all, rather all the judges rather in the city of St. Louis, have all recu recused themselves. Why? Because they are all possible witnesses. In fact, I suspect that every judge in the city of St. Louis will be deposed in this action to talk about how uh, uh, really Kim Gardner has failed to execute all of the duties of her office. So since they're all witnesses, a, a judge will have to be appointed, and that'll have to come from uh, the Missouri Supreme Court. They will appoint a special judge who will sit over this matter because of the the necessity of all of the other judges to be recused. And so that special judge could be from anywhere, right? That, that special judge could be absolutely from anywhere. Now, what's interesting under the statute, under Section 106, it specifies that if, uh, if the elected official is removed from office, they have an expedited appeal that goes directly to the Missouri Supreme ah, Court. Okay, that was my next question. Okay. Uh -huh. And if that happens, and this is, a, this is another quirk of the statute that was, that was drafted you know, 150 years ago, but under... Under this statute, if Kim Gardner is removed from office, then the uh, the uh, trial court itself, not the governor, not the Missouri Supreme Court, but the trial court itself has to appoint a resident of the city of St. Louis to be uh, a special officer who would be acting as the acting circuit attorney while the appeal moves forward. 
And and what's the timeline on the appeal? Because so you, the case, let's say, let's say Attorney General Bailey wins his case in front of the special judge. That case then automatically goes to the Supreme Court. And Correct. She is effectively removed from her office and pending the appeal. And and this special citizen is appointed by the the judge or whatever to to take over. At at what point is do her appeals exhaust? Is it the state supreme court? Is that the final arbiter here? Yeah, that's the final arbiter. Uh, there, there. I, 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 I'm pausing here because I can envision some sort of a constitutional challenge right. to this, since Kim Gardner's position has been all along uh, that she's being singled out because she's African American. Right now, uh, that's her position, and if you argue that, there's conceivably a Fourteenth Amendment. Uh, due process argument that might take it to the federal courts. But again, we're, we're spitballing here, gentlemen, because this has never been done before. Uh, but I, I would think for all intents and purposes that when this appeal would go to the, you, to the Missouri Supreme Court, that would be the end of the road. As it relates to um, Janae uh, Edmondson, the, the victim of this heinous event last Saturday, um, this guy, I guess, now is in jail and uh, awaiting some kind of action. Is is there any assurance that the family can be given that, that this guy's going to see justice served, or is that all completely in the hands of Kim Gardner and Kim Gardner only? Right now, it's in, it's in her hands only. She's the circuit attorney. She was uh, elected to that position with at least 74 or 77% of the vote. So it's in her hands right now for the prosecution. Now, if, if we think that the circuit attorney's office has been dilatory in their duties as as in prosecuting crime in the city of St. Louis since 2017. What's it going to be like now when the entire office is focused on on surviving this quo warranto action? It's going to be even more challenging, I think, uh, for any work to get done in the city prosecutor's office because this is going to be the elephant in the room. This is going to be the focal point of that office. And I think you're going to see more problems cropping up with prosecutions as this quo warranto action moves forward. Kim Gardner had a press conference yesterday, if you call it that. It seemed more like a a rally or a circus than a press conference. But uh, the basis of her argument there was, oh, no, I had moved to revoke this bond through oral arguments. Nothing was ever written down. There's no... Uh, documentation. I don't know, uh, Brad, I've hired uh, you guys, uh, lawyers, by in my life. Uh, I never remember anything being done verbally. Everything always seems to be written down. Is, uh, is that just a lie and a false argument from her point? Well, he, he, here's the thing. You know from personal experience, uh, Michael, that when you hire an attorney, everything gets done quadruple, quadruply here because, you know, we want to charge for that. <laughs> so, uh, I, of course, I'm being facetious. But in this instance, I, I spoke yesterday to no less than 10 attorney friends of mine. And all of them, all of them, and my phone was blowing up with people texting me. All of them said, there is never an instance where the court makes a decision, either granting or denying anything, without a, what's called a minute entry into the record. Nothing the court does is done without a minute entry. So if anything was brought to the court, it could have been done orally, and that's not necessarily uh, out of the question that there was an oral motion. 
But when that oral motion was made and denied, there has to be a minute record in the court for any action that the court takes. So until we can actually look at the court record, it's impossible to say whether she's right or wrong. But I can tell you that the court record will definitively answer this question. So if she made an oral uh, a motion to revoke the bond and the court denied it, there will be a minute entry. And in the absence of a minute entry, then it didn't happen. Yeah, well, it didn't happen. And uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> the, the, there is no mechanism in the city of St. Louis to recall elected officials. Uh, there is a bill pending in Jeff City that would give the voters of St. Louis the ability to do that, uh, but that's going to take some time, and that will be <laughs> and they elected her twice already in and of itself. Yeah, right. right. Uh, but the, the there's a special prosecutor bill that's I think going to pass in the General Assembly. Just from a timeline standpoint, and I know these quo warrantos are there's not a whole lot of jurisprudence behind them, so we really don't know what the timeline of that's going to be. But it seems to me that the fastest mechanism to address the problem might be this special prosecutor, because I do fear that the quo warranto process is going to take a while. Yeah, I, I look at this as taking years, honestly, because if you look at all of the people that have to be deposed, all of the information that has to be gathered, all of the court records that have to be reviewed and poured over, this process is going to take years. So at least from my perspective, the fastest way to get to solving the problem and listen, we need to understand and define what the problem is. The problem isn't necessarily Kim Gardner. I mean, the problem is the crime problem. So how do we get to that? She's part of adding to the crime issue, but the crime issue is the number one issue. And it seems to me the quickest, fastest way to solve this, or at least to address this, is with the special prosecutor uh, bill that's working its way uh, through the Missouri legislature. Very helpful as always, Brad Young from the law firm of Harris Dow Fisher and Young. He's bringing his expertise to us this morning on the Voice of St. Louis, and we thank him for that. Brad, have yourself a great weekend. Thank you, gentlemen. Great to talk to you.